When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> oh. Welcome to the Supreme Resort, Land V World, a podcast. I, I can't. I, I have to do it in this nice, pleasant voice with this music. Hi there. Welcome to the Supreme Resort, Land V World, a podcast ah. about di- distant land and wild Disney World in which the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna, gonna re- discuss and explore. Dun, dun, if you gonna. actually I totally talk like this, I'm sorry, and I'm not making fun of you. Uh, no, but seriously. Seriously, serious talk, kids. Uh, each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort, ride by ride, land by land, park by park, year by year, to determine oh, which is better. I see what Disneyland you did. or Walt Disney World. I'm Dan, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer that very long, elusive question that I said just moments ago. Joining me, as always, from uh, Scraping the Vault, we have Jimmy. Hi. And... Um, yeah, how do y'all? Yeah. Hi, 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 y'all. I have I have a hot take. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. I'll let you. I'll hot and take from it. the hit podcast, Bowie Splaining, say Ooh. howdy to Eric. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the. I live on a mountain. <laughs> do you have a hill house clip ready? <laughs> let me find it. <laughs> Guys, I, I mean, while he's finding, I want to. I want to give my hot take. Hmm. We went to Disneyland on New Year's Eve. Mm. Okay. Awesome. Now, in that special way that parents do, I think I messaged you guys that, you know, the parents said they're going to take their kid to the water park and they go to the town center of their town where they have like a dancing fountain yep. and they put their kids in a swimsuit and yep. let them run around. Yeah. That's what we did. So we didn't go in the park. Because it was a thousand dollars for us to not—I mean—to like stand around with you know tens of thousands of people. So instead, we went to park at Downtown Disney to watch the fireworks. There were two fireworks shows: one at nine o'clock Pacific, which is you know midnight Eastern, mm-hmm. and they had another one at midnight Pacific, which we did not do. But a couple of things I want to talk about with this is <clears throat> we parked at Downtown Disney. Now we went—we got there around eight p.m. Okay. Um, my mother-in-law lives about 12 miles from Disneyland. It took us 20 minutes to get there, um, to get to the Disneyland resort. And it took us another 20 minutes to get into the parking lot. Now, Mm. for those of you who know the Disneyland resort, the downtown Disney parking traditionally is near downtown Disney. Kind of the entrance is over there where ESPN zone and rainforest cafe were right. We parked over on the other Mm -hmm. side of, uh, Pixar pier hotel. It took us a very long time to get into the parking lot. Um, when we got there, they charged us $10 because that's how much downtown Disney is now. It's $10 to park. And then you get four hours free if you validated a restaurant or whatever else. This is New Year's Eve. You can imagine how many people are going here to watch their free fireworks to get their quote unquote water park admission. Right. Um, and 
when we got to the turnstile to the to the money make taker, they were not charging. You do not need to validate. It was ten dollars to park for the rest of the night. Huh? And I was really taken aback by that. And and how maybe there was some make reason money off of that. I know that was the thing is like, how are they making money off of this? My thought was like, well, maybe it's because there's <laughs> so you, many wait, people. Did you really think that? <laughs> I really did. Um, it's like, maybe there's so many people that people would get frustrated waiting in line to validate that people just get really frustrated and complain or whatever. But no, they just charge $10 to park to get a free fireworks show, essentially. We got in, we waited through security, obviously. We got in there and we didn't wait in line for anything there was no line for anything we walked into lego store not a line we waited in line for a churro no line waited for a corn dog no line waited to get a carameled apple no line there were maybe 200 people standing around for watch the fireworks oh wow so everybody was in the park everybody was in the park why were they all parking at downtown disney maybe they knew it was ten dollars to park and they saved their fifty dollars or whatever but yeah they probably got um, a heads up from somebody Anyway, the short version is we, we went in, watched the fireworks, got a corn dog, got a churro, got a caramel apple, walked through Cal- Grand Californian Hotel, walked around. We saw the new tower of DVC, um, well, you know, the lobby, which I really enjoyed. We walked around Pixar Pier Lobby, which, you know, it's new. Um, but we really had a nice time. Watched the fireworks. It was a good time. That's nice. You call it a caramel apple, mm-hmm. huh? That's Utah. Car- caramel? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, caramel? I've never... Caramel I mean, dapple. Caramel dapple. What I get is the white chocolate covered with cinnamon sugar dip, but they call it the apple pie. Caramel apple. That's Car- a good caramel one. Caramel apple. Oh, I don't call it caramel. I just call it a caramel apple. Caramel apple. Caramel, caramel apple. dapple. And caramel. Anyway. In Illinois, we had a brand called um, Affy Tapple. Mm. I, think I, that might, that- I, I think that might be the only time i've heard any like any utah in your speaking jimmy is the carameled apple yeah it sneaks in there every once in a while it was did, carameled it's fine it was carameled it was an apple it was carameled just like no, that makes oh, that's funny it. that's know. so interesting <laughs> I, I i'm i'm ultra, i'm very fascinated by this because uh there's someone i have encountered recently who said who says video 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 and, and then I oh, heard part, Provost. Uh, I heard Provost He's say Utah. video, He's and I was like, Utah. "Oh, that's a Utah thing." And it then, is. like, and I was trying to explain it to somebody, and and Jimmy here, let me explain Utah accent to you. Um, yeah. It's it it <laughs> it's not something you even think to hear until you hear one mm-hmm. example of it, and Can't then un-hear you'll it. hear every example mm-hmm. of it for the rest of the time. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's a relative deliberate kind of accent where it's like. And most male, well, you know, we have a lot of Utah listeners. I'm going to leave it alone. That's uh, fine. Go fry sauce. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I say, <laughs> just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making fun of it. I'm not saying it to be critical. I just, no, it's, it's just interesting to me. It's just one of those um, things. Yeah. By, by the yeah. way, listener, before before I get back into it, this, if you haven't been able to tell yet, this is a sidebar episode. Uh, we're yes. doing a year in roundup. 
because uh, at, um, at some point, Michael Eisner will say hello to the new year. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> there, there, it is. Is, there it is. Uh, you got tips and tricks for uh, 2024 if you are visiting the park, Disneyland specifically, for the first time since they reopened. I've been doing some thinking about that for the past couple of years. I finally have some ideas. I'm sure Jimmy and Eric also do. This is for yeah. Jason, who is going to be visiting Right around Very the time soon. that this episode gets released, we're also going to get into some Knott's Berry Farm talk, but Jimmy, get back to what you're doing. Oh, Jimmy froze in the most interesting way. <laughs> that was back. a great still. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what I was going to say after all of that, which could be taken as praise and should be, I was standing in the Esplanade between Grand Californian and Disneyland where all the magic began. Looking over and seeing, you know, other hotels and whatnot. And I thought to myself, I like Disney World better. Oh. Oh. Yes. But you weren't in a park. And maybe that's why. Um, I I just, I guess it's the bubble. And I know that you do really like the bubble. I do like the bubble. I, I enjoy a bubble as well. I don't like it. You don't yeah. like the bubble, and, well, and you, I'm not being. I'm you, not. You don't I generally sh- stay in the bubble. True. I have stayed in the bubble. I I haven't gone to Disney World that much to to have it be something that I expect. So, for example, when I stay, I think my one of my current favorites is the Airs in Orange. It's like a five minute drive, and it, but it's far. I mean, Ayers. relatively far from uh from disneyland it's not across the street at all it is not walking distance no i like everything is walking distance well (laughs) yeah um i i and i i found myself really enjoying that like i mean for me it's 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 i know we said this on the show before but it's been a while like i like the idea of like okay now i'm gonna go do my disney thing not it's constant. I, I like it. I like it being something that it's, it's like a sweet and sour thing. It's like, Oh, now I get a little bit of this. Now I get a little bit of that. I get to step out of it and I get to step back in. But again, I'm not saying either of you are wrong. That's just a yeah, and, experience. It's an opinion and it's of the moment. So there's a couple of things I want to elaborate on and then we can move on. So there's a theme park in, a Denmark in Copenhagen, which was in no small part an inspiration for Disneyland. It was Walt's sort of realization: this can really be a thing. The attention to detail, the lighting, the 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 attention and focus on horticulture and all that kind of stuff. It is in like a couple city blocks in one of the one of the most unique cities in the world. Disneyland is that now. It's just sort of a thing in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And when I walk the couple hundred yards past the buses towards Harbor Boulevard and I see 15 cast members with their name tags on and their uniform, it is just so antithetical to the reason Disney World exists. Yeah. And I don't like that part of it. I understand, Dan, to your point where it's like I can be in the real world and then when I'm ready, I can just go do my thing and get, get immersed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I don't like to be reminded of the real world because I'm an escapist, hence the copious amounts of alcohol <laughs> I used to drink. Let me used just to. point that out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, I was just I was just taken aback for the first time, by the way, since we started this show. It was the first time that I stopped. I was like, I think I like Disney World better. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, and it, the, the cast members used to have to change before I they was left, one of them right I had to give their costume away in fact you'd get penalized if you took your costume out for that very reason because you don't want to be seen outside of the you know the bubble or whatever anyway that's all yeah. uh, we can move on well and just I, I I agree we can move on but just last thing is that what was interesting is that when I have stayed at Disney World property usually around day two I'm like I need I, I can't take any more Disney shit. Sorry. Huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I get I, it. I, and so I need that. I need, I, I'm like, oh no, it's, it's cause it's like, okay, now this is a rendition of, uh, give a little whistle in this style of music. Now it's this and now it's this. And I've heard be our guest 15,000 different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, 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 I just need a reminder that real things exist. That's all I need. <laughs> I, I mean, having stayed the, the one time I stayed at the grand Californian on with a, with a park view or a down, well, it was a downtown Disney view that music clicks on at 7 AM. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting out on the balcony, having coffee, like I enjoy doing, you get that, you you just get that blast of music all day long. And then all day long, you hear the tram coming by and beeping and people getting off. To be fair, Walt Disney World is different because you generally don't have that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm telling you that f- mentally it feels the same because it's, it's kind of all, it's all the same stuff. It's like if you eat, you know, 13 different Stouffer's entrees, it's like, it's still, you can still taste the Stouffer's, you know? Um, I think psychically it does for me sort of like that experience. I don't know if you remember Jimmy, but years ago when we traveled the South together, it, it, the second week we were just like, I need a vegetable now. Like I- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. To, so, a couple of things, Dan. Uh, you'll forgive me, Dan, for the listener. Dan and I drove. It was with my then girlfriend, now wife. We were f- former guest of the show. Um, we were driving down I seventy five, and we crossed over the Suwannee River, <laughs> the world famous Suwannee River. And Dan and I both simultaneously, unprompted, unprovoked, unplanned, started singing as we got on the bridge. I'm riding on the Suwannee River, and that was it. We stopped when we were off the bridge. Yep, I've been the there seventy five times since then. Every <laughs> single time on the way to and from, I start singing and I stop the minute I'm off the bridge. Yep. Um, and then anymore. the other thing, lastly, what a special about, relationship you two yeah, have. It's just, and I <laughs> want to text them every you, time. You can do the same thing. Please do the same. Um, so the other thing was we're watching on the Esplanade and, and, you know, we were kind of generally asking, are they going to play the music and dim the lights? And I'm like, well, we're, we're in a thoroughfare between two theme parks. They're not going to turn the lights off I bet and they they're did. probably not going to play the music because they don't want to encourage people to, you know, whatever. And ever so dimly did they, in fact, have an announcement from the gates of Grand California, excuse me, California Adventure uh, behind us at this point, 
that says, you know, for our East Coast family at Disney World, it, and they counted down to the new year. We all counted down, kisses all around, and they played the music in the Esplanade for the fireworks, which I thought That's was cool. a really nice touch that huh. I did not expect. Wow. I don't know if they do that every night, but they did it that night, and it was it was a great, for $10, it was phenomenal. <laughs> Just a great experience. I don't think they do that every night. Well, I, the listener generally knows that I don't stick around for the fireworks. I'd rather uh, hoof it when the fireworks, I either get onto multiple rides while the fireworks are happening mm-hmm. or hoof it back to uh, Hearthstone Lounge or something or Trader Sam's while the fireworks are going on because there's nobody else around. I've never heard, I, I've left during fireworks and I've never heard the music. Yeah, playing. I think you're right. And Dan, I think he said they don't. They don't. Um, the insider look at a cast member's vernacular the fireworks show cast members called the great stoplight in the sky because mm. if you want to get anywhere, do it during the fireworks because everyone stops and they look up and you can get anywhere you want. <laughs> All right, that's Dan, when, take it away. That's when you're you're in your frontier <laughs> land garb and you just, just walk around Tomorrowland because nobody cares. Exactly. <laughs> it's I can do it. Do so many crimes. Um, so speaking of crimes, uh, Eric went to Knott's for the first time. And yeah. Jimmy, I think, went to Knott's, but I'm not sure. Oh. And I also went to Knott's with Eric. Not my first time because I'm cool. Um, but I have an annual, have an annual pass at Knott's now. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> yeah we both do. And uh, Eric, what were your thoughts about Well, Knott's you and Tom were great hosts at at Knott's. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Tom Morrow? No, not Tom Morrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Tom Day. It, it, well, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, you, you and Tom were great hosts showing me through the park. I, I, we I just started got out that. the day. I, <laughs> it took a while. I, we started the day basically at rope drop. And Dan said, <laughs> we did. That's right. Dan's like, hey, we should go on Ghost Rider now because it'll be the shortest wait of the entire day. It was an hour and a half standing in line behind a bunch of teens. <laughs> yeah. It really set the tone for the day. Yeah. I was I was happy that uh that the we didn't spend the entire day with teens. Um, no, they we tried, but they were like, "You guys are old. We're not going to hang out." Yeah, with you. please like, stop oh, following right, us around. We're like, "All right, oh, but you're cool." <laughs> um, I was shocked at. We'll just start out here at, at Ghost Rider. I was shocked at how inefficient Knots is. <laughs> it sure is. My goodness, you, if you look at something like Space Mountain, where they're they're on they're debarking folks and putting new people into the ride vehicle within 30 seconds or the thing breaks down there. Yeah. Because they've got five or six cars going at the same time. Ghost Rider has two trains (laughs) going at the same time. And it's because you, they're, they're cubbies. So you get to walk over, over the ride vehicle, walk off to the side, put your backpack into a cubby, walk back to the ride vehicle, get into the ride vehicle again, put on a seat belt, and then, <laughs> and then have a cast member shove a bar over your, your gut. If you're, and if you're lucky, it takes extra time for them to do that. 
and they have no problem doing it. They, oh like, no, they, she they was just a gave pro. me. Oh she yeah, and she, she she took her jacket off and she just gave oh, me wow. a look like it's Get go time. Grease, <laughs> this is <grease>. happening. <laughs> so to that end, guys, as we were we were in Southern California prior to the New Year's weekend, and we were looking at Disneyland. It was a thousand dollars for the four of us to go. And then we looked at the entertainment book. Remember that? Still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to go with the four of us for $240. To knots. To knots. <clears throat> okay. Rather Not than $1,000. No. So, well, Legoland probably cheaper. But anyway, so we're looking at the wait times leading up to our trip. And <laughs> we're looking at Knott's Berry Farm. And yes. we're like, okay, three hours for that, right? Mm-hmm. And then we look over at Disneyland, and it's 45 minutes for Space Mountain. We're like, well, wait a minute. So two theories. Theory one, it's $1,000 to go to Disneyland, so less people are going there than are going to Knott's Berry Farm. Theory two, Knott's Berry Farm is so incredibly inefficient that you can have less people paying less money and spending more time because of the inefficiencies of the ride. So we're sitting ready to go for a Friday, Friday before New Year's. It was $60 a person with the entertainment book. And <clears throat> we're sitting at uh, dinner at, a, at the Five Crowns in Corona Del Mar. It's a Lowry's primary restaurant. I'm sitting there. My kids have been sick. <laughs> One of them has been sick since November. Oh. My wife on and off sick. My uh, 10-year-old on and off sick. And I sit there at dinner. I'm like, I made it through. Didn't get sick. The next morning... Oh no! You all know how it went. We did yep. not go to Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, you missed out. You missed out. Anyway, so I just, much. I know the suspense of the listener, so I'll let you continue. <laughs> My goodness! I but, and I'm not gonna lie. The, the whole time I was thinking, he's gonna hate this. <laughs> I yeah. love to theme. I love a themed entertainment venue. I would have loved it. The kids probably not. The wife would have complained. The last time I went was for the Boysenberry Festival. We didn't do anything except the Boysenberry Shooter Ride. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. That's all you need to do. Well, there you go. Anyway, continue, Eric. You went on Ghost Rider. It took an hour and a half because there are two trains. <laughs> right. <laughs> My goodness. And yeah, you're, we're in this like barn of a of a of a line underneath the the loading platform, and there is a Mariah Carey music video playing and ads for Coke. I'm like, so this is the ads for Coke. This is barely themed, uh, and it's this a is. Barn. I, I'm I'm like feet inside the park, and this is the first thing that we do. And Tom joined us in line. Tom came a half an hour after us and joined us in the line mm-hmm. partway through, and then toughed it out for the rest of the ride. We were standing so long that when I started walking up the stairs to the second level, where there was more line. Thankfully, not as much not, as there could have been. Not as much as there could have been. Like my and, knee buckled as I was walking up the stairs. I'm like, oh no, I've been standing still for too long. I was delighted by when Tom, when we had the idea that Tom could join us in line. All of us, all three of us, at some point, you were in that like Disney good boy mode of like, I don't. I mean, oh, we that you can we should. I don't know if we can do that. We should talk to somebody. Meanwhile. People are just walking through the line. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, families. <laughs> yeah. Families were walking through the line. 
It, yeah. Grandma's no, walking unapologetically through. not we're meeting up with our family, but just it's, we're just going. It's just normal. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I I mean, you say not apologetically, and it's true, but I it's it's because it's normal, and, and it's again, it's like I'm not <laughs> not trying to be critical about it. It's that's just how it is when you go there. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm. <laughs> My my party's up there, and to to be fair, the party is eventually up there. Oh yes, yeah. And so is this the same Tom that we know and love? Yeah, founder of the the court is adjourned. Yes, yes, yes that okay. Tom. Hi Tom, yeah. thanks for joining us. <laughs> it was a great day with Tom and Dan. Uh, so the ride itself was the wildest ride old- in the wilderness. Not the wild, wild, wildest ride in the wilderness. No, no, because you stranded in the Knott's Berry Farm parking. Yeah, yeah. Basically, (laughs) it was over a parking lot. Um, You can see the sets from Not Scary Farm. You can see behind the scenes of everything. It's it. it, Yeah, it's Six Flags, Uh, but that like a wooden roller coaster that's on a regular, just a regular track. It was the most intense wooden roller coaster I've ever been on. It was. It was crazy. And as as I was discussing with Dan, like there's a point where it banks the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just holding on to this. What does that even bar. mean? It, like you, you're turning right, but mm-hmm. the cart is is leaning left. Oh. <laughs> and you're going interesting. This is not hold, there's no nothing's holding on to this car. This is not a tubular steel roller coaster where you're you feel like the car can't leave. It feels like it's going to, and you know, it's not going to actually go off the rails. Well, but do you know that <laughs> you're right? I, you're right. I don't. And we were in the front row, which was great. It was, it was fabulous. Uh, we, we really only went on. I think we only went on three rides the, during the day. Right, Dan. Was that three? Three. We went on three rides because uh, everywhere yeah. on the app, it said that the wait was one hour. I think and we went on two. No, because we did the the sky thing. The, How the, long were you there? About six there. hours. Yeah, six hours, and you went on two rides. Three, Ghost Rider, the sky thing, the slow moving, rotating view of oh, yeah, Buena yeah, yeah. Park, <laughs> and the and the Boysenberry. We did Calico Mine Train. Now the Boysenberry kept going down. Yeah. We, okay, we so what did you do twice and both what times did you do the done. rest of the five hours? We, like, we, we walked around. We, yeah. We took in the sights saw, and sounds. We, we, we uh, learned about show. Yes. We saw That's right. We saw a show. We learned the, about so many things from the Knott's Berry farm answer man. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh gosh. That, that museum, <laughs> that guy was, you were right, Dan. He was, he was ready. He was yeah. ready to tell us about everything. He cranked up that old music box and, talked about everything else he could touch. Uh, that was great. Uh, we talked to um, Sedai Joe in in prison. That's a thing that you can't do at Disneyland. You can't yeah. talk to a non-moving... Uh, you, you can't talk to a statue at Disneyland. We felt the heartbeat on the grave. You can talk to it. Yeah. You can talk to the part of the statue. I, I usually say hi to Walt. When well, I you say a Walt. prayer, obviously. Right, right. <laughs> Play a candle. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine? We should start that. <laughs> Put a candle in front of the, the little vigil. How quickly would they take the candle down? I mean, seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, why do you have a candle in your backpack? 
It's not. Uh, it's not religious. It's fine. Oh my god! Just a prayer rug. Like the three of us show up in front of the partner <laughs> statue. We get prayer rugs. It's we so get bad. candles. <laughs> I'll bring my new Lego set with my Lego Walt Disney. There you go. <laughs> oh man, I want. So to yeah, it. I guess the point is uh, we have annual passes. Eric knows what's cool, and yeah. Jimmy doesn't. <laughs> there we go. All right. So uh, to be fair we, to to the listener, if you have not ever gone to Knotts. And this being my first time, I was amazed because Dan's like, you, you probably want to get an annual pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, like, I don't know. I'm probably only going to go the one time. When I was trying to buy a one-day ticket, a little flag popped up that said, do you plan on coming a second time this year? Get an annual pass. It's only $20 more. Um, and it today, was. Behind the, peak behind the curtain today is January 7th, 2024. Let's moment in time. How many times in the next 365 days will Eric go to Knott's Berry Farm? Two more. I say zero. I say zero. You sure? I I think at least one. I didn't say I'm sure. I'm just betting. Okay. I think at least one because Terrence wants to go to Knott's with us. Yes. Famously, he's... Never mind. <laughs> I love you, Terrence. Famously, Terrence wants to go to Knott's with us. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so what's the what's the verdict, Eric? Are you going to go back to Knott's Berry Farm? I will go back to Knott's Berry Farm, and I might even go on a, another ride. <laughs> mm. Calico Mine Train, by the way. Oh, weirdest, yes. yes. Weirdest thing. Just, uh, again. It is weird. It's it's a bunch of statues going at you. Now, and I, I think have what we I spoken love about, most about the the relevance I, to the sorry Dan real quick. Do, if yeah. we if we to the listener, have we mentioned the relevance of the Calico Mine Train queue as it relates to Disneyland? Point. I'm I'm almost certain it's come up at some point. Um, All right, never mind then. Well, I mean, go for it because I don't know what listener. you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, Walter Disney and Walter Not buddies. Walt Disney went to Knott's Berry Farm, saw the queue for Calico Mine Train. He's like, oh, there's no line on that ride. Let's go there. And then he walks up, walks, turns the corner, and all of a sudden, all those people are there from that point. From that point on, all queues at Disneyland were somewhat discreetly themed um, okay. themed or disguised in some way. Yeah. yeah That's the that rumor. Is. Don't know if it's true. I'm going to go with it. It was also posted as a 60-minute wait that took, what, 15 minutes? And it only took 15 minutes because three families walked past us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like you go to Knott's because it's weird, right? It's – I. and that's what I was trying to convey is it's like I I can't really tell you that it's good, but it's definitely weird. It's like like if Disneyland was Vegas, Knott's would be Laughlin. Like you, the, but you go there for that. Like I love Calico Mine Train, and I love what I love most about it. Perhaps is that I'm not sure if the miners are supposed to be scary or or, or mean. <laughs> you, you or claimed upset. they were happy. <laughs> I think that not maybe they are. <laughs> yeah, very uh, creepy ride. That ride. Oh, it's wonderful. I love it. By the way, love we did that. that. We did Calico Mine Train and the Boysenberry game when we went for the Boysenberry Festival with our Knott's friend. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, do you yeah. recommend it, Eric? Recommend going to Knott's for uh, the irony I, or for the fun? I might be a Boysen boy. I don't know. Oh, I think wow. so. 
I think you go for the irony and you stay for what fun seeps through the irony because it does exist. But then you continue staying for the irony, and then you go back to Disneyland. <laughs> there you go. I did go to Disneyland that night. There you go. I got and back. I walked in the salve. park. It is such a salve, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. It it was nice. It it was very busy. It was right before Christmas, and uh, yeah, very busy night. But then I, I I walked through the park real quick, got on a couple rides. I think that was the night that I did. Uh, the Space Mountain single rider where a man got very angry because he didn't realize that the single rider line was a line. He just started walking down the hall and somebody stopped him and we're like, no, no, no. We all have to crowd into this nook over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric, he you stayed angry. at the new DVC tower. Yes. Yes. Can you give it a 90 second review? Uh, it's very colorful. I stayed on a Tiana floor. I don't know what nice. the other floors are, but it was it was really pleasant. It was, I mean, the rooms were more themed than I thought they were supposed to be. I, some people have said, "Oh, it's just a just a hotel." Like, no, it was it was pleasant. It was very nice. the The pool bar downstairs, the Palm Breeze Lounge, expensive but very very tasty food, um, good drinks, and uh, yeah, I had a I had a good time there. Uh, two questions. How much avocado toast did you eat? None. But I did have a a kale salad. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, a beet salad with kale. With kale. <laughs> Follow-up question. How many times were you welcomed home? Uh, none. No Zero one welcome said homes. welcome home when I went in. Even when you checked in? Yep. Wow. Now, there yeah. is a sign out front from experience. It does say welcome home. There is a sign out front that says welcome home. And there was a podium that there was generally a cast member standing at that also read welcome home. Oh, but so no one said it to me. Here's what I loved. The, did you notice the pixie dust and the magic wand on the, along the, the walkway uh, the walk to the up? entrance? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. That was, was very that, cool. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you mentioned the welcome home thing, I, I don't know if I've said this before on the show, but I'm reminded of when I worked at a movie theater in a mall, there was a subway that was in that food court. And I discovered at, that there was a certain point where if you stepped over that line, you were technically in subway and they were required to say, welcome to Subway." <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Like it was, I confirmed this with, with one of the workers. They're like, no, it's part of the policy. It's a meeting. If we don't say welcome to Subway within a certain number of seconds and you're technically in Subway, we get in trouble. Wow. <laughs> amazing. And so the because of that, the, the, the most unwelcome welcome to Subway would be chanted over and over again. And you can hear them while you're like eating your, you know, whatever – Chuck Norris, Chuck Wagon food or whatever. <laughs> wait, wait, where was this subway? Uh, Parkway Plaza, El Cajon. And what, wait, it was a part of, it was inside, so I missed the part where it's in something else. It was in a food court in a mall. Okay. By the way, <laughs> Parkway Plaza Mall in El Cajon, maybe the most depressing place in the all right. Oh. <laughs> well, I think challenge to the listener. Anytime someone at Disney says, welcome home, you say, welcome to Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Your attention, please. <laughs>
That tracks. All right. Uh, right. Well, Dan, take it away. That's been Knott's Talk. Uh, if you Not would talk. like to go to, to Knott's Berry Farm, you could book your very own trip. You could even stay at the Knott's Berry Farm Hotel itself, Ooh. made entirely out of boysenberry jam. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Hold on. Jimmy, Uh-oh. while I'm coughing. Jimmy, tell us about the hotel. It tell us about concierge. Enti- entirely there's really out of boysenberries. <laughs> Uh, But if you wanted to book your trip to Knott's Berry Farm, you can call 856-Hour-Ears, and we will help you book your trip to Disneyland instead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And, uh, right, so let's move on to our top slash favorite stories of 2023. And I also want to save all the concierge talk for the trip that I helped Jason book to Disneyland. He's coming up. Jason Petros from Ears Up. He is going with his family to Disneyland. For the first time in a long time, and I want to go into the detail that I put into helping him plan his trip. Right. And well, try and to make his experience the best possible. Yeah. And to help you, if, you know, if you listener, I'm, I'm sure there's at least a few of you who still haven't been back, or maybe you just want to hear certain nerdy details that we've come up with. Uh, it's been some time. There have been some changes. Uh, you know, traffic patterns have changed, uh, 2024 tips and tricks for, you know, how to sort of think about Disneyland if you are returning for the first time, much like Jason Bidget. Much like Jason Bidget. Yeah. And Dan's Uh, a pro. All right. Uh So before we get there, uh, top news of 2023, I think we should, uh, cap it at 15 total. Okay. Okay, because <laughs> I think that probably covers it, and that way we okay. and if we double dip, that counts as one. Right. Um, I do want to, um, <clears throat> Jimmy. I'm going to hand it over to you, but before I do, I want to give an honorary mention to. It's not exactly news, but it's a, a YouTube channel that I have totally learned to love called Florida Resident as Edits. Let me oh. say that more clearly: Florida Resident Edits. What they do <laughs> is they take these vlogs from very, very entitled uh, Disney vloggers and they re-edit them to make them look entirely foolish. And it's wonderful. <laughs> it's uh, If you listen to this show and you don't mind a little bit of meanness, it's I think you are the audience for it. And in terms of meanness, these people are super entitled and much of the videos are, are, are compilations of them you know, kind of just forgetting how lucky they are to be able to make a living off of going to Disney parks. So that's, I just wanted to mention that because it's something I've been and drawn remind to. Remind us what it's called? Florida Resident Edits. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, so 2023 was a horrible year for me personally. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was great for the Walt Disney Company, but I want to highlight number one on my list, or number five, I should say, uh, were characters, new characters in the Disney parks, um, namely the Hatbox Ghost at the Disney World Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion. The location of the Hatbox Ghost has some controversy because it is placed technically before the seance that uh, conjures the 999 happy haunts. One might argue that he's not a happy haunt. I don't know. Do you guys have a take on that? I, I get what people have said about that. I don't know that I care. I mean, My, there was always there's always a floating candelabra back there. Like, yeah, there's there are spooky things happening before the seance. 
Right. You just yes. don't see a physical That's ghost. That's true. Like the the ghost trying to get out of the the grave, for example. Yes, yeah. Floating yeah. candelabra, the doors, you know, people trying to get out of the doors, etc. My my arm feeling around the clock. My feeling of it is uh you know, how else are they gonna get the hot box ghost in there? Well I mean, sure I guess- it breaks the it breaks the narrative of the ride, but how else are they going to get the beloved Hatbox Ghost in there? Um, I I don't know. There's I I don't know the reason they explained why There's literally why no it other way, Jimmy. Okay. Um, uh, also, damn. as part of, uh, I'm I'm kind of shoehorning this in, but Baymax is a part of the new San Francisco. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which Moana, is delightful. Yeah, which, by the way, San Francisco, aside from the faulty thing that failed and somebody got hit on the, I forget what it was on the the bridge, but um, so Baymax, San Francisco, what are your thoughts on San Francisco, Dan? I think that if it, it feels like it may as well have always been like that is the best way that I can put it. it and, mm-hmm. and not in the sense of like, why wasn't it always like this? It's like, yeah, I get why it was what it was. That makes sense. But now that it is this, it is... I, I don't want to overstate how much of an improvement it is, but it's very it noticeable. It fits so well. Yeah, it just fits yeah. really perfectly. Like it may as yeah. well have always been there. Right. Yeah, it, it's not a shoehorn. It's not an overlay. It just fits. And the, the same restaurants, for the most part, are, are still there. And it, when I was there, the last night that I, I stopped in, Avengers Campus was dead. There was nobody mm-hmm. there. I went to San Francisco and it was packed. Every single table was yep. taken. There and were it, people everywhere. It's where they hang out now. Yeah. And it being packed mm. kind of adds to the atmosphere of it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. It, it's and, and you say it's not shoehorned and it's not tacked on, but what's interesting is it it absolutely is shoehorned and tacked on, but it f- feels just like a natural fit. Right. Yeah, very well designed, very well implemented. I, yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, just scratching the surface, but you've got Moana, of course, in the that's not the Journey of Water part, but the Moana meet and greet. Figment is back. Uh, Mirabelle's at the Magic Kingdom. So new characters, that is my number one highlight for 2023. All right, new year, new you, new characters. Um, mm-hmm. I got, let's see, for my number five, Pin traders have been stripped of their freedom at, <laughs> at the, the Disneyland uh, Resort. Um, the, the the very clearly unthemed, un-Disney people that set up shop just inside Frontierland. Yes, yes. Um, they it was it, it was it was so bad. It was so so bad. You what used to happen? I don't know if anyone listening knows this, but yeah, you would go elaborate. into front. So when you it used to be that when you would go into Frontierland, there'd be these, these nice benches where you could enjoy the theming. But very early every day, there would be pen traders who would just take over the the benches and. They would just have their big, ugly pin collections just open. And it was like, it was basically like you walked into a flea market. Um, very unattractive, very, uh, not to say anything about the people, it just did not look good. Yeah, for I was going to say, place. some of them were pretty good looking. And some mean. of them were, but ugly though. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've seen people, they they range, right? Yeah, um, that's, that's how people are. <laughs> that's how people are. Um, 
Disney in November. What's what's very interesting is in, in October, around October, they there were a lot of complaints uh, about this being a, a thing, and then. <laughs> Disneyland renovated overnight. Guests in shock. They just removed a bunch of the benches and nobody liked that. So in November, around, around November, uh, they just decided we're, we're going to come up with a policy here. And they initiated this new policy and they said, pin traders, you cannot take over the benches, but we're going to give you these nice little standy tables with no seats where you can, that are designated clearly for pin trading. Uh, and they also added some rules about, you know, it can't be a, a knockoff, has to be an official thing. I don't know much about pen trading. It's it's not a level of nerdiness that I have ever engaged with. Uh, but apparently there are all of these, there, there have been knockoffs and it's been a problem. And uh, Disneyland basically said... <laughs> Those benches are ours. <laughs> Stop it. Which so is it? Was is it a great. revenue issue or is it a distraction? From distraction the public issue. Distraction, and I, I guess some of the pen traders were, you know, kind of unruly. If people would try to sit in the benches, you know, heaven oh, forbid, you sit in a bench. Spot. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of that, and um, you know, it, it, these cultures that pop up around these things where it's like, Oh, that's Ted's bench, you know, like, Oh, well, you are just like, you just know, okay. That, like a Disneyland this, gang kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like it's the social clubs. Yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. I'm not saying that that actually developed, but it's certainly the kind of thing that, um, the same ilk. Yeah. It can, it can, it can develop and you know, clicks exist and they can develop yeah. over anything. Um, and, uh, you so know, related, unrelated, uh, and this is not one of the top fifteen or whatever. But they, I, I read somewhere that they recently did away with you're no longer allowed to, or they're cracking down on private tours that are non Disney oh, yes. sanctioned. Right, right. Yes, yeah, no, that is definitely tours. that is that's that is going to be the next thing I think because it's it's you could basically see, you can kind of see them, you know, it's mm-hmm. like. <laughs> it's 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 like the I'm trying to I'm not gonna okay so I'm too far in it I'm just gonna say I was trying to come up with a, a way to connect it to a joke about how if you want to become a personal trainer you just show up at a gym and wear a shirt that says trainer on the back um, <laughs> and that that's kind of that's kind of what some of these people appear to be doing is just like I'm wearing plaid. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> well, not, really. Wear not, not really, okay. but no, there, there is, they get a flag. I can see, yeah. There <laughs> you can, you can, if you know what to look for, you can see it's, it's not, there's not a ton of them, but you're seeing, I'm seeing them more and more because I think getting the, the, the VIP tour is becoming more and more popular in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I think it's bound to be a thing. And I, I, I'm curious to see how that develops, but yeah, yeah. Disney it's a lucrative industry. I, I know several people who do it and I've been approached to, to be one of them. And it's oh, like, really? I'm, I'm one of those, you know, one of the good boys. Like I would never do that. Like pay me what you want to pay me. I just wouldn't do it because it's just not right. Right. I mean, I do it for friends and family and stuff, just matter of course, but Another thing that I thought was interesting, not to usurp Eric's time, and again, this is not one of our top, but um, along the same lines, uh, the Disney dish 
uh, they, the Len Testa and his team, they're, they're constantly in the parks every day looking at, you know, how many people are getting into lightning lane and whatever. And they observed that people are being kicked out of DAS for abusing the system. Oh, that, good. That there are, that they are questioning who's in the group. Like they mm-hmm. visibly saw people get removed from the queue because the people who are listed as the DAS people were not in that group. And they were mm. removed from the queue because they were taking advantage of the system. Yeah, and and, and Len's been saying for a while that th- it seems to his team's view that there are more lightning lanes are more DAS than right than genie these right. days, which is interesting. Like that's yeah. that's a lot. I mean, and I, I I've I have I've used DAS DAS pass with my family, my my nephew has down syndrome and we have used Daz pass and that's, that's fine. But that's really, it, it, somebody's going to find a way to abuse any system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this has and, come up before on ears up and Eric or Dan, excuse me, years and years ago, you were part of the con- conversation that was kind of controversial at the time, I believe. And I think you were saying the same thing that people are taking advantage of it. Um, <clears throat> I have, uh, <sighs> I have decided to to take the unpopular take on this, with, knowing that there is another side to the argument, um, and 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 these two sides are required for the argument to exist, right? I, I think that my take on it is that yes, these things will always get taken advantage of. However, but it's <laughs> not once we get to a place where we the like. You and I, common people, not Disney employees, not Disney operations, not people that need the DAS Pass, not people that don't need the DAS Pass, just, just average ass person. Um, it's best that we don't get into a place where we are starting to look at, starting to uh, take score of the line and go like, I don't think that person needs it. That person doesn't mm-hmm. need it. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't need it because yeah. you don't know. And right. you could be right. right. But I'm just saying that <clears throat> it it opens a door that is very hard to close and it, and is not at all good to open when you start doing that. And it's sort of the it's kind of like welfare. It's like, yeah, people are gonna take advantage of it, and to some extent, like that's built in, but mm-hmm. there's also some safeguards built in that at the end of the day, we just kind of have to hope and trust that the right people are getting the help. And mm-hmm. some of the wrong people, yeah, are are going to take advantage just by that na- by the nature of it. But if, you know, three people take advantage of it while if you were to if you were to make a change to make it so that three people couldn't take advantage of it, but that one person who absolutely did need it wouldn't be able to have access to it because of that, that's not good. You'll take the three people. I'll take yeah. the three. Right. Gotcha. I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, Eric, why don't we move on to your number five? Well, I I took a slightly different ap- approach, and uh, I have technically ten articles. Um, <laughs> I'll basically I'm going to summarize the ongoing waste of time and money that is DeSantis versus Disney. 
Uh, there so, was recently a meeting to disband the Central Florida to go back to Reedy Creek. Um, and they couldn't vote on it because not enough people showed up. I just want to stand up for um, people who aren't or who are not woke. Uh, I want to <laughs> denounce my co-hosts who are clearly in the pocket of uh, big, big woke, big, big brand big woke, of, big woke. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go ahead. All right, <laughs> thanks, thanks for making that stand, Dan. <laughs> All right. I'll start out with a quick run through February and March. I, I can't believe that this has all been happening in the same year. February of 2023, the transfer of power was passed through legislature signed by DeSantis. The Reedy Creek Improvement District was dissolved, and we got the glory of the Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board. Yay! What do they oversee? Only Disney. Yep. <laughs> that's all they, they oversee. Well, that's all uh, that needs to be overseen. Right. Uh, DeSantis immediately installed new quote, uh, according to, uh, I'll, I'll put all the links to the, uh, we'll, we'll put all the links into the show notes. Um, at least I'll put mine in. You guys just need to send me your links. Uh, let's see. Uh, DeSantis installed new, according to this article, cultural warriors who might be less interested in working with a business and more interested in pushing some sort of agenda. Big woke. Odd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this continued into March, where another article uh, pretty much... It, this this is one of those the the times that this whole thing became interesting. All of the Disney fans are excited and and happy that uh, <laughs> the board right before it was dissolved passed the, <laughs> yeah, passed I a. This. Uh, I know it, it's been so long it, and it's it's so great. They passed this referendum that really doesn't mean a whole lot in the the long run. But they passed their loyal, Royal Lives Clause that blocked the new board from using Disney's name and any Disney IP. And they also blocked the board from changing any design aspects of the parks going forward, basically into perpetuity because the, the ending of this, this referendum that was legally passed in an open session of this group before it was, it was changed it lasts until 21 years after the death of the last surviving descendant of King Charles III. <laughs> so basically forever. And everybody and that was before fist. he was king, right? Uh, no, he was, he was king at that point. Okay. Yeah. Everybody pumped their fists in the air and said, yay, we, we really showed him. And it ultimately doesn't mean a whole lot. I don't know that this new board would have done anything like we're going to, we're going to change the name of, of, of uh, th this street to DeSantis town. And we're going to, we're going to go up and paint the castle purple. Like it really, I don't think that this board would have done any of that. Who knows, but uh, we'll find out as we continue during this great adventure of politics and, and grandstanding and lawsuits that never accomplish anything. All right. I'll pass it back yeah. to you, Jimmy. At some point recently, DeSantis is like, oh, I'm over that. Like, you know, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and I think, I believe, let's let's make a prediction now that the Reedy Creek Improvement District will be reinstated by the end of 2024. That's I a fun, 
I think it will very quietly be reinstated um, maybe three days after he's out of the president. <laughs> so tomorrow. Um, okay. Well, don't worry. I've got plenty more stories on this. So, all right. Well, I'm cheating a little bit because it was announced in 2023 that the theme park reservations at Walt Disney world are officially done on January 9th. And that was announced in 2023 park reservations, dining plan, uh, basically going back to pre COVID for the most part, uh, annual pass holders have a little bit of an exception. Good to go days are now a thing. Um, but that's an exciting piece of news from 2023 that we're kind of getting back to quote unquote normal park hopping is whenever you want. No, you don't have to, you don't have to make a reservation anymore. You, you know, once you buy your tickets, they know you're going to be there during a certain period of time. And so if you want to start at Epcot and four minutes later, go to magic kingdom, you can do it. At least for ticket purchasers for ticket holders still generally have to book except for good to go days. That's right. So that is my number four. I find this story delightful because David on Fresh Baked, this this is like his white whale, and I've noticed it. It, it. He has a couple, but this is one of the big ones where anytime any good news comes up involving reservation, he hates the reservation system at Disneyland. Um, I probably would too if I lived, you know, less than an hour and a half away. Um I honestly don't know, but uh, he, anytime any sort of good news comes in this direction from, for <laughs> Florida, he gets this starry look in his eyes. Like, could this be the end of the reservation system for Disneyland? It's <laughs> like, David, no, 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 it's not. It is not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I know you want it, but he has so, he has such confirmation bias that it's like, it's almost cute to watch where it's just like, huh? I think this is it. I think this is it. <laughs> it's, so get, getting to a little speculation now, now we pointed out it's probably the answer a date-based tickets, which are a majority of people going to Disney World, are booking tickets in advance. They're not just showing up to buy tickets, which right. I, I assume is a thing you can do now. Um, I don't know. But that because there are so few, relatively few annual pass holders in Orlando, they're still reservation-based. But is it because such a majority of the the goers to Disneyland are annual pass holders that it's kind of the inverse? I think, uh, yeah, I think that that is that is the speculation. I think that's probably correct. And I, I they've been doing this thing recently <laughs> where you know they they close off the park for annual pass holders during two weeks in December. And I think the first year, a lot of annual pass holders thought, okay, well this will show them they're going to have like empty streets and they're going to have to close it down and they're going to have to. It, it call us each personally and beg us to return. And it was so busy. <laughs> so, and then, and that kind of like showed that like, no, the annual passes here, like, yeah, maybe in the middle of like February or something. Yeah, we need it, but we don't really need you. <laughs> this is really more <laughs> of a courtesy and we're happy to do it. Happy sometimes, but like, no, we're we're still the, the reservation system is going nowhere, and I I think that we deserve it. 
<laughs> we know <laughs> what we did. Interesting take. <laughs> you cut uh, line too many times, Californians. Friend, <laughs> friend of the show, Marie, sent me a link saying, oh, we're going to make you a magic key holder. Magic keys are back. Oh, yeah, they are. I, oh, yeah, I, that's right. I, this is a 2024 thing, but I opened the link and it says, for renewal only. For renewal only. It's oh, like currently back. Yeah. No, no, they're coming. They're. I. I forgot to put this in my notes, but yeah, they are resuming sales again. Actually, on possibly the day this episode is released, if okay. that is a January. Congratulations. 10th. Um. Yeah. No, all the tiers are going on sale. Who knows for how long? <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen minutes, but possibly. Um. But yeah, I. I think that they. Anyone who had an annual pass before the end times, like the, we all, we all know how obnoxious we can be, especially at <laughs> Disneyland. And I really think that Disney needs Disneyland specifically needs to always have some way to keep us in check, or we will become obnoxious again. I mean, that's just kind of. Even if they don't actually need the reservation system, they need the reservation system just even to the, put us the in our biting place. satire of very annual pass holders did yeah. little to change attitudes. <laughs> the one episode, yeah, we're gonna get the we're gonna get t-shirts made. Woboa, we will become obnoxious again. Woboa. <laughs> Um, Sorry, Dan. Let's see. Your turn. No, no, that's fine. My uh, story, favorite, not favorite at all. Actually, very sad story. Uh, Murphy, the Phantasmic Dragon, burst into flames. <laughs> not laughing because it's funny, but it is funny at the same time. Um, have you ever, I don't know if, if there's also a word for... Uh, understanding how someone might feel schadenfreude while observing you experience <laughs> the bad thing, because that's what I experienced at the time. Listeners, I don't know if you know how much I love Fantasmic. I don't think anyone knows how much I love Fantasmic. Um, we, we, we got a sense during that episode. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You got <laughs> a sense. And I, I'm not going to get for, I don't want to get way further into it, but everything that I said in that episode was, most of what I said in that episode regarding how I feel about the, the, the show was absolutely true. I, cr- I, again, it's not hard to make this happen, but I cried when I heard this <laughs> because, wow. well, because the story, the story of this dragon is so, if you, if you know the story, it's like they put so much work into making this happen. The dragon used to be like a dragon head on a pole with like some, some, yep. some, some tarps on top of it. And that was kind of like, Hey, what do you expect? It's, it's a thing that this dragon came out of the stage. What do you want from us? And it worked. It was kind of cool. But then they decided, what if we actually make this giant dragon, like the, a cartoon realistic dragon and years and years of work went into this. It, it, its name was Murphy because there were so many trials and tribulations and errors and all of the things Murphy's that law. could go. Yeah. All the things that could go wrong did go wrong. And if you look at, there's videos on YouTube of like people losing their minds when it came out for the first time and worked and made it through the whole thing. Like people were cheering. Like, and I was like, right there with them, not physically, but you know, with this, this feeling of like, 
they finally did it. You know, it was just like this, such this cool thing. And then to hear, yeah, the dragon burned up and, and there's no way they can use it again is I, I don't, tra- it's like fittingly tragic to it it, it. it, it fits so perfectly with the story of Murphy, the dragon. And that's what and it's, it sucks. It's so sad. <laughs> I can't. I. I still can't bring myself to watch the video because it's like it's so sad. It's pretty sad. Um, um, just as a fun little sidebar, Eric and I were across the street when that happened. Oh, we. It was the uh, annual concierge uh, event, and we all arrived that night. Wow. Yep. I didn't see Eric that night. He was at Disneyland. That's all I'm going to say. <gasps> <laughs> um, no, I so was, I was either at a bar or at DCA, I would imagine, <laughs> or both. But, <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, um, that was a very impactful uh, news story for me. Fan, uh, Phantasmic is returning May twenty fourth of this year. Um, it originally opened on May thirteenth some years ago. So I, I don't want to say that this means they might push to open it a little bit early, but if you happen to be planning a trip around that time, <laughs> maybe keep your eyes open again. I, I have, I truly have no inside knowledge. However, I, if there is anything that they might open early, this could be, one of the things that they decide to do. Maybe some it's like annual passholder like previews. 11 days, you know? Yeah. Not even 11. 11? I don't know. Math is hard. Anyway, uh, Eric. What do you got? All right. Let's skip forward to August when uh, DeSantis placed a oh. new chief <laughs> <We're> in. <still. laughs> Uh, this is this is all I'm talking about is, okay, is this, this whole stupid thing. Digging at uh, my hero. He installed Glenn Gilzine, who is the head of the Florida Ethics Commission. Mm. Uh, he was still in charge of the Florida Ethics Commission when he was placed in charge of the new uh, the new Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board, which I still have to look up every time because it rolls just, off the tongue. Just <laughs> flows right out of my brain the second I say it. Eric, can you refresh my memory? Is he the one that looks like he is afraid that someone might find his browser history, or does he the one? Or is he the one that looks like the person who made the things that that person consumes? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, I, I don't, I don't think. I think you're thinking of a different guy. Oh, uh, whose name? I also can't remember, uh, but but yes, Glenn uh, was eventually ruled. He, he he was told he had to leave the ethics commission. Why didn't he just leave the Disney, uh, the the Central Florida Tourism Oversight yeah. Board? Why didn't he give up his post there? Because he was getting paid four hundred thousand dollars a year to be in charge of the. Central Florida Tourism Oversight <laughs> keeps referring Board. To the ethics guy? The ethics guy. So he had, he, 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 it was deemed that he was 
basically being in charge of the ethics commission, he's not allowed to hold any other public office. And this is a public office. So a judge had to tell him, you need to pick. And uh, he picked. He picked one that pays him $400,000 a year. Wow. It could have uh, had an ethics accountability partner like Mike Johnson and his son with porn. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly. It's important that people know what their family is doing. Oh gosh, a different. That's a different 2023 list. Sorry, <laughs> different list. And then in September, uh, this lest we think that this whole thing is is just knocking on on the state of Florida and and the them being crooked. Lest we think. Lest we think. Yeah, I don't want to give you that impression. Uh, Disney also apparently screwed up when it was running the Reedy Creek District. One of the benefits of working for the Reedy Creek District was that the employees all received uh, a an annual pass to Walt Disney World. And unfortunately, Disney didn't realize that there are tax implications for this. There is a monetary value associated with this. It's not a... So essentially, they should have taxed this. So the district was deemed to owe $2 million in back taxes. And it's still ongoing how that's going to be fixed up. Uh, the board has changed the policy. They they took away that benefit for employees uh, saying that, well, some people don't want, a, you don't, don't want an annual pass to Walt Disney World. So now they promise a $3,000 allowance for all employees but they can't give that to any of the union workers who are working at the district because uh, they have to finish the back tax issue first. So all of these people who just renegotiated a, a union deal are not getting any benefit uh, related to the parks. And now they're, they're mad again. So hmm. that's, that's a fun thing that's still ongoing since right. September. By the way, Eric, I thought you're, answer to my joke question was a joke answer, but it was actually accurate that he is neither. Yeah, I, I think I know the guy you're talking <laughs> about. I, I know the guy you're talking about, and I can't remember his name. He was the chairman for a while. Um, all right, well, let's move back to Disney World. Uh, Tron-like cycle run comes to the U.S. It was a Shanghai Disneyland attraction that came to Disney World on April 4th, 2023. Um, when did they start building it, Jimmy? <laughs> sometime in 2014. <laughs> uh, it took well, I mean, COVID and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in short, it'll take take Universal less time to build an entire theme park than it took Disney to build Tron Light Cycle Run. I just I'm want sure to introduce into the to- into the, the the tomes of show lore that the Tron Light Cycle was. Originally, they they started working on it originally to coincide with the release of Tron. The release of Tron Legacy. <laughs> no, Tron. <laughs> oh, the original Tron. Yes. 1980, um, whatever. Yeah. That's right, 86. Um, anyhow, so Tron Light Cycle Run, uh, was it worth the wait? I don't know. It's a 60-minute or 60-second attraction. Um, one of the first Disney attractions to require you to put all your belongings into a little, you know, not a safe, but like a little locker. A, a Knott's cubby. Yeah. Little, well, it's a, it's a <laughs> little more efficient. It reminds me a lot more of what they do at Universal where they have a little, like at uh, Velocicoaster, there's a little cubby. Um, you put your stuff in on your way back, you take it out. 
And uh, yeah, Light Cycle Run opened April 4th, 2023. Mm-hmm. By the way, Velocipaster is apparently a movie I should watch. Anyway. Oh, uh, I've heard of this movie. <laughs> um, and another story I got. The bear. The Magic Kingdom bear. The bear. Oh, the bear. That's right. <laughs> I'm including this as an actual delightful article <clears throat> or a delightful story for me because we got to hear slash read uh the media cover this with so many puns and so many jokes about how like you would think it was from the country bear jamboree or from splash mountain. It's the dumbest, dumbest level of journalism. (laughs) And I love it. I'm here for it. I I consume it. Yum, yum, yum. It is the best. Uh, And I don't remember what episode it is of scraping the vault. Uh, might be our most recent episode, maybe the one before, where I, I read one of these stories and I included a clip, supposedly of the bear, but it was actually a clip of the lady who peed in a cup at Disneyland. Uh, I don't mind that explaining wasn't that joke. Three was it? Because no, no, no. That was. I was going to say that's that is to me the gold standard of Disney headlines: the woman peeing in the cup. <laughs> Absolute hero. <laughs> 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 because she's <laughs> yes, because she. Uh, you see, she's a teacher, a speech therapist. <laughs> she doesn't Clearly. have time to Clearly. go to Crenshaw and Slauson. <laughs> Where apparently the one bathroom in the district is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, the bear story is a delightful story because not only is it interesting, uh, we got to see journalists just make the dumbest jokes possible. And it reminded me of the woman peeing in the cup. And it's a perfect gift. It's, it's like the universe <laughs> yeah. tied something up and said, here, this, this year has sucked. Look at this. I'm like, oh, thank you, world. <laughs> yeah. All right. The bear. The bear. The bear. Can you give us one of those jokes, Dan? Which one? Oh. One of the, the, one, one of the bad puns. Jokes? Uh, give me a second. I'll look up an actual article. All right. You'll come back. Eric, All right. What else did DeSantis do? Moving on to more of September. It was announced that uh, when it comes to the the ongoing legal battle, that Disney has to pay legal bills on both sides. That's right, because the hang on Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board is largely funded. Well, is entirely funded through taxes. Uh, they're they're essentially paying both sides. Disney pays 86% of the taxes that fund the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. And it is spending millions on legal fees. It's estimated that in this fiscal year, which for Disney is October, uh, starts in October, they will pay $4.5 million on the district side, not even on their own side. So that's that's fantastic that this is by keeping this whole thing going where Jimmy you already said that DeSantis has kind of lost interest. Disney's just wasting money. They're just throwing mm. money 
to keep this whole thing going. Uh, and then by the end of October, it was announced that over 40 employees have left the board. Mm. Uh, the board chairman says the vibe's real good. Uh, they've <laughs> got a they've got a really really great culture going on, but um, yeah, a third of the the people have left. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel estimates that more than 350 years of combined experience, uh, not a third, sorry, a tenth of the the district have left, but 350 years of combined experience. So we're talking people that have been part of the district for many years. Everybody's leaving. But mm. uh, the, the chairman says, hey, hey, the vibe's good around here. It's, it's, it's fine. Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I think you... I think he wants to see the Country Bear Jamboree equipped one state officer. No ticket, oh, no entry. Job. You don't good get job. free rides. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nailed Delightful. it. Delightful. Yeah. Good job. Uh, okay, well, um, Epcot is new again. Hmm? Um, so Epcot Future World, formerly Future World, now World Celebration, is officially open. Um, that includes Walt the Dreamer statue, which, you know, there's some controversy on the layout of that, but it's a nice statue. He's on a bench. He's not in the center of the bench because Walt would never put himself in the center. Um, you have, um, oh, so this is a line from the Simpsons. Uh, the former future world's very name, uh, had grown ironic. And as the Simpsons put it, it was how the 21st century looked in the early 1980s. Sure. Anyway, pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Walter Dreamer, um, the, the new, I mean, the fountains have been there for a while now, uh, but it's kind of opened up. There's some trees, there's some uh, <laughs> lighting in the ground that after the first pressure wash stopped working. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just general. It, we're back in the, it's the Pressler days of Disney world. I should say um, you've got luminous, the story of us, uh, Moana, the journey of water, um, yeah, so Epcot's back. <laughs> well, it's things are open. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> things are open. Uh, and I think outside of uh, their opening in 2024, I think they're opening um, what used to be Innovations West. I want to say, what do they call it? Now, Communicore. I think they're calling it Communicore again. Yeah, Communicore. That's effect- effectively it's a meet and greet, which is what it used to be. It's just a new building. Uh, but that'll be kind of the end of the new Epcot. You know, the 2022 saw the Guardians, but now we have four worlds, World Discovery, World Celebration, World Nature, and World uh, Showcase. So maybe a little more thematically consistent, but yeah, Epcot's done. <laughs> Epcot is <Great>. done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got, I got, here's, here's something you've never heard of. Splash Mountain Close. <laughs> Oh, it's the get again. This falls into that category of the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I I don't think we need to go further into it. We've talked plenty about this, but if I was gonna, if I'm putting together a list of top five favorite slash most interesting stories, splash out and closing and all all of the things that that have been surrounding it uh, have been a delight. And I'm sure that uh, once Tiana's uh, Bayou Adventure opens, all of those people will be very reasonable and they will ride the ride and they will say, you know what? 
I think that this was a good idea. <laughs> Grand. Um, I, in, in maybe Tom Corliss listens to our show news. Um, they were talking about a new fixture that was put on Tiana. Oh Bayou yes, Adventure. I saw that. Yeah, you the, saw yeah, that yeah, with yeah. the the the, the wind, not the windmill. What do they call the uh, the weather vane? Yeah, yeah. It was handmade by a Louisiana, been around for generations weather vane guy. And he just went on and on about how you should not judge attractions before right. they're no, opened. He, and you can oh tell God. he's feeling it. You can tell that like it's yeah. maybe getting to him a little bit because some like, of the negative comments are like, hey, "Calm down." Because yeah. then he's like, "Yeah, you don't get mad at attractions before they open." You know, see, like Mickey Minnie's One Way Railway. Like, I hate it now, but I didn't hate it before it opened. <laughs> right, oh, right. Just giving it a chance to breathe. Yeah. No, he he. What he said was actually, I think. kind of responsible and he clearly knows that his fan base is part of the problem but then he followed it up with just like "Eh, i mean yeah it's probably gonna suck but (laughs) yeah exactly i love that you two still hate listen to corliss watch hate watch (laughs) watch. there's a difference eric come on (laughs) exactly i don't listen <clears throat> you stare vacantly at the screen right. as he <laughs> stares vacantly back at us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the uh, Tiana's bioadventure closed. Yeah, <laughs> sure. No, yeah. wait, sorry. It's flash round. Yeah. I'm like, what, sorry, what joke purpose. are you making there? <laughs> no, I did not do that for <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, and I, I. It's just a log for loom ride, people. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, yeah, some early reports are, are saying that Iger has called parts of it, quote, boring. <laughs> and I, I really God, hope it's right. not. I hope it's everything that it needs to be to shut these idiots up. Uh, it, it, if it, it's like it, it can't win in a way, like no matter what they do, it, these morons are going to find some nitpicky thing. Just, I hope it's good. <laughs> That's all I want to say. You know what? I'm sure it will be. <laughs> I, I think just the, 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 I think back to Tom Corliss's point, the fact that they're putting that level of nuanced detail into right. it, like hiring a guy who'd been doing this archaic uh, trade for you know part of generations of people that the amount of level of detail, which is what we love so much about Disney, are those you know intricate, no one will ever notice details. Right. Yeah, right. It's a good sign. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. I mean, there we could do like a whole thing on weather vanes. Maybe that's no, our- we sure could. That's something I discovered <laughs> only in our uh, in our village house episode. Ironically, <laughs> right, right. That weather vanes are a thing. Oh, they're everywhere. They're yeah. like the, the the popcorn guys in the popcorn at Disneyland. Like everyone's a little different and they all have a story. The Roasty Toasty. Roasty um, Toasties. That one. Yeah. I I still think that Disney World is going to get the version that they're planning for Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which I suspect might be kind of underwhelming. And then Disneyland is going to get a better version. <laughs> That's my just that's been my prediction for the whole the whole time. Sure. Uh, thematically it makes more sense because they're they're annexing Tiana into New Orleans Square. Right. And until they no, do a New her Orleans in the Square. Country. No, they're not. That ride's gonna Are be in Country. 
Why won't I thought, like, what okay, else would well, be in, it, like yeah. yeah why 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 are people finding it easier to believe that Winnie the Pooh is going to be the only right left in critter country <laughs> one side of the street critter country the other side New Orleans <laughs> yeah well aren't they doing that with the theming of the ride though like the left half is going to be more New Orleans foodie and the right half is going to be more crittery like well, like yeah. Matterhorn yeah but it's critter isn't a location specific designation there's critters everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. Sure. I, but you're probably right. It's probably going to be a better version of Disneyland, only because they'll have time to figure out what they did wrong. Yeah, I, and I, I, I <laughs> and and then it'll make me happy because we do this show. <laughs> there you go, uh, uh, Eric. What happened again. in November <laughs> in the Central Florida Oversight Tourism Bureau? Oh well, annex. let's see. In November, uh, there the. Uh, the state, well, efforts are in motion to get a recall of the district added to the ballot. And that's, it, it, this, this story is mostly boring. Like, in general, the whole, the whole Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board story is, is boring. But I'm going to talk more about it. On December 5th, uh, the district released an 80-page report describing Disney's Reedy Creek Board as Quote, the most egregious exhibition of corporate cronyism in modern American history. <laughs> the report took uh, cost uh, $360,000 to produce. Again, mostly Disney's money being used to produce an 80-page report saying that Disney is bad. Disney responded that, quote, the report is neither objective nor credible, only seeks to advance CFTOD's interests in its wasteful litigation that could derail further investment within the district. Sorry, Eric, what's CFTOD? Oh, the Central <laughs> Florida Tourism Oversight District. Uh, further, it does not change the fact that the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board was appointed by the governor to punish, punish Disney for exercising its constitutional right to free speech because corporations are people. Mm-hmm. That's right. The report criticized Disney for not building affordable housing on property, which is something that Disney really should have done a long time ago. Mm -hmm. They do have housing for the Disney College program that is somewhat affordable from what I hear, but they are actively building. They they started this a couple of years ago where both Universal and Disney are building um, housing for their employees. Um, so that's that's something that came up when land values skyrocketed a few years back. The board claims they're cleaning up Disney's cronyism. They're uh, currently replacing it with more cronyism and offered were criticized for offering no bid contracts to former colleagues from other state boards. Mm-hmm. They were saying, well, Disney's had these longstanding contracts. Let's uh, let's assign them to somebody else like my, you know, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> the. The board has been offering a large amount of contracts to new companies, despite the board's own policy of seeking multiple bids for any contract over $100,000. How did they pull this off? Uh, they, they also eliminated the practice. So the reason they were able to start renegotiating these contracts is because they eliminated the board's policy of focusing on minority-based contracting. Oh, thank God. Yes. 
so uh, yeah, yeah, I've got one more story after this one. So uh, Jimmy, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, just stay very closely tuned to uh, what that story might be. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, I would like to finally highlight the fact that Disney turned 100 years old. Um, there are not a lot of companies that are relevant today that are a hundred years old and still thriving. Um, General Electric, Chevron, um, Procter and Gamble, Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer, Coca-Cola companies. There's not a lot of, you know, fortune 100, let's call them companies that are a hundred years old and still thriving and relevant. I think arguably Disney is as relevant, more relevant today than it was 100 years ago or 50 years ago even. Um, so I can, I guess I kind of want to celebrate that. And, and Disneyland has sort of been the central hub for their 100th anniversary, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if they did a wonderful job with the 100. <laughs> um, uh, you know, they have different, you know, icons and, and statues and stuff that, you know, not dif- too dissimilar to the 50th anniversary of Disney World, but... Um, I don't know. I just guess, I guess I should, I want to celebrate that not only is Disney 100 years old, but if you think about a hundred years of history, the amount of people who have been in charge of the company, uh, you can put on two hands mm, is yeah. pretty significant for a hundred yeah. years. You know, you've got that sort of, sort of weird period between Eisner and Walt with card Walker and that one random guy. And, um, uh, and then the, the son-in-law, right. <laughs> um, but then Ron Eisner, Miller, yeah. Iger, Chapek, and Iger, right? I mean, it's really been just a handful of people who have run this company, which is another very rare thing to have I, such few people run a such a successful organization. I think I'm actually kind of impressed with how understated the hundredth was, but I think it was properly stated, but mainly because mm-hmm. like they kind of there's so many anniversaries and so many celebrations of so many different things that it can in some ways feel like, uh, okay, I get it. You're just doing another celebration to do another celebration. Here's okay. Come back again. Come, no, come back. It's special this time. Mm-hmm. Come back this time. It's special. Mm-hmm. No, this time it's special. Well, yeah. And that was an Eisner, Eisner original. I mean, Walt even did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Tencennial. The Tencennial and everything. So I, I was, when I, like a long time ago when I saw that they were doing a celebration for the hundredth, I, I, for whatever reason, my, I just rolled my eyes and like, Oh, I just want, can we just have a normal thing? <laughs> you know? And it, it kind of was a normal thing. It was just like, Hey, here's some extra banners and extra stuff. And, you know, we'll do an extra version of this show. It's it, but it wasn't like, like it, it was acknowledged, and it was it, it was it was it was acknowledged, but it wasn't like a, it, it, at least in my experience, it was an appropriate amount of a deal that they made for it. And yeah, it's a big deal, but kind of only to us nerds, you know. Right, <laughs> and I think as a result, and Dan, I forgive me, I I know I'm not going to take over Eric's points, but um, I, some honorable mentions in that. The Adventureland Treehouse opened. Mickey right. Minnie's Runaway Railway opened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the th- other things we talked about. It, it, for such a quote unquote down year, there's been a lot of stuff that has mm-hmm. happened in the parks for the last year. Um, speculation about what's going to happen. I think they really 
it would be in their best interest from a parks fan perspective uh, in this upcoming D23 to really put their money where their mouth is with all these grandiose plans, especially in light of mm-hmm. what Universal's doing, Universal in Central Texas, Universal in Great Britain, some of these more regional theme park ideas and the investment of Epic Universe. It seems like, uh, and maybe they don't care, maybe they don't need it. You know, They know their business better than we do. But it feels like D23 is an opportunity for them to really show what's going to happen with the $80 billion that Bob Iger committed over the next, next 10 years or whatever. Perhaps they could make reference to my top story, which is Disneyland Forward. There you uh, go. <laughs> I think that – so, again, if you're listening to this show, you – know what these things are so i would rather just talk about it but uh in case you don't know disneyland forward is they're just they're going to build more stuff in spaces that are currently essentially parking lots um look it up on the news sites if you want more you know deep details about it uh but but dan just in brief yes the idea yes you're you're better at that than i am (laughs) the idea is hey listen anaheim these areas are not zoned for theme parks, but look what we could do with the land we already own if you allow for us to zone this thing for a theme park. Effectively, or for what whatever it looks we like, want. Or whatever we want, right. yeah. For effectively, what it looks like is where, where I parked for um, New Year's, you know, kind of south of Pixar Pier, and then where the, the Skyrise parking structures are now. Let's extend Disneyland and DCA into that area and to expand these theme parks for additional revenue, which will help everybody. I don't know where everybody's going to park necessarily, but that's the idea for Disneyland Forward. It's an idea. It's a yeah. proposal to the city of Anaheim saying, look what we can do. Continue. Well, and I think this is going to end up being kind of a sleeper thing moving forward. And especially this is basically, this is mostly based on speculation from Ricky, who is another YouTube vlogger that I appreciate. Basically, he's been spending the entire year mapping out like this idea of, okay, yeah, they're talking about what's going to be happening over on the west side of the park, or the parks rather. But what's really interesting is that we have this giant spot of land over on the east side that they very easily could turn into a central parking location. And then... They, it's entirely credible that they could take the Toy Story lot. And yeah, they're saying they're going to turn it into a Disney Springs sort of situation, but it's right across the street from Garden Walk. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have, uh, you know, shopping district, shopping district, especially when they already have downtown Disney. What he's been speculating and making a really good case for is that Toy Story parking is probably going to be a new theme park. Um, again, this is just based on the speculation of a YouTuber, but he's, he's laid the case out really, really well that what is likely in the plans that they're not really talking about simply because they, they can't yet is purchase garden walk, turn that into like downtown Disney part two uh, maybe have some sort of a skyway going from the parking lot that they would need to build across Harbor, have that connect to maybe the uh, Mickey and friends 
and Pixar uh, parking structure and have that also connect to whatever the new theme park would be where uh, the Toy Story parking lot is currently. And Eric, when you told me what you had learned about things that are coming. (laughs) Yeah. According to my plaid at, uh, on, on my last trip, I did the tour of Walt's apartment. He said that the Toy Story parking lot is already done. Like they, that's, that's approved. It's passed. It's going to happen. He doesn't know what is going to happen, but he knows that something is going to happen with it. And the other, the other properties, he goes, I don't see any reason why this wouldn't, this wouldn't happen eventually. So I had this conversation with my family when we were there on New Year's. We were talking about Disneyland Forward. <clears throat> um, I wonder, does the walkway to said expansion go under Disneyland Drive or over Disneyland Drive? And how do you theme it? Huh. Oh, that, that one, that's, that's. I think it goes over. Mm-hmm. Like downtown um, Disney does. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's a very effective way of going over it, but we're I talking. Think they'd have to enclose it to keep out the sirens and all that stuff. Maybe. I mean, the, the, the hardest part is going from what I would imagine would be critter country to whatever they extend from there. Because how do you justify a bridge over a, <laughs> like that's I've, I know I it's just out. It's I have no way of conceptualizing how they're going to figure out how to do that. I trust that they can and will. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also uh, there, there are so many questions. I'm, I'm very, very <laughs> I'm curious to see how they solve these problems because then it also becomes, well, do you have an additional exit in that direction that takes you out to? You kind of have to to the to the hotels. You right? might have to, or do you have like? This falls into this, that, that category of like, and I think I've talked about it before on one of these shows where like, what I don't like about how debate ha- is happening currently in our culture is it becomes like, well, if you can't figure out the answer, then that means it's not going to happen. It's like I I really I truly don't know. It's not my job, I, but I, I trust the people that do have the job. I think California adventure, that's way easier. Cause it's just like, Hey, look at the freeway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but there's um, a conference center. Yeah. It's like, Hey, welcome to California. This is Disneyland drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, but I, and, but I do think that the more, the more thought I put into the bricky direction of Toy Story parking lot being a third park, that becomes very interesting because then what happens with Garden enough. Walk? And, it's not big and enough for a theme park. What's that? It, it's it, not is, big it is big enough. I just parked there. It's not that big. It doesn't no, it, seem but that if big. You, if you look at the acreage, as, and again, Bricky did the numbers. I'm not going to like, and I didn't write it down or quote him, but it is. It is at least as big as California Adventure was when it first opened. Mm-hmm. And what could go wrong? Well, right. But then Eric, didn't your plaid also say that Tron is happening and uh, Pandora yeah, is happening? Yeah. 
def he's he has no more details on what the Pandora experience is going to be, but that is definitely going to happen. And he also has heard it confirmed that there will be a Tron something. Right. And I think that I think that the Pandora thing is going to happen where <clears throat> uh Toy Story parking lot is. That's just speculation on my part. But but and also Tron, they don't have the space. Unless well, they have it in DCA, get rid of monsters, get rid of all the sound stages, you got the room. Yeah, those Maybe. two giant warehouses are that's true. Yep, you got the room. Pretty big. Eh, I don't know. It's all just speculation. Point I don't is know Disneyland that Tron forward. Would work there. I well, I mean, it's better than nothing. <laughs> what 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 does? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it mainly my main point is that Disneyland Forward is a story. It's something that happened. It's something that will be happening, and it's something that I think will be developing in really interesting ways going forward. All right, Eric. Well, the latest salvo. Uh, Disney filed suit on December 22nd uh, against the Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board. (laughs) But they are now complaining, uh, as of December 26th, that uh, their request for public records as part of the suit are not being returned in a timely timely manner, which is uh, required by Florida law. Now, what's interesting, the, the board members state that they are allowed to choose what they give out because they use personal devices for the job. They don't have state-assigned computers and, and phones. They use their personal equipment for the job. So they don't have to give out everything because then they'd be giving out personal information. Uh, the only one who does have to give out everything is the board chairman, who, as we recall, makes $400,000 a year. So he also, of course, he also gets a free computer and phone. Um, that's, that's the latest. It's still ongoing. This is the weirdest thing. Uh, ultimately, nobody has tried to push anything crazy. The, the Central Florida Tourism <laughs> Oversight Board, uh, District has not, they, they haven't tried to, do anything they they have approved things they've done normal board work sure one time DeSantis showed up at a board meeting one time he showed up at a board meeting and made a statement that you know well maybe we could uh, make another theme park here or maybe we could have tolls on the roads (laughs) or maybe we could make a present (laughs) And, well done. And of course, I could no, almost hear you wearing heels when you did that. <laughs> no one wants any of that. Tolls on the Disney roadways? No way. Like, none of this is ever going to happen. The board, despite being despite being cronies, they really, like most boards of, of things, haven't really done much of anything other than, all right, let's approve, uh, let's approve that uh, pothole repair. Okay. All right. Good job. Congrats. We did it. Uh, let's all let's all go home. Let's all go to Waffle House. <laughs> so there we go. That's my that's my saga for for the year. <laughs> um another thing I heard on the Disney Dish is they were talking about the short takeoff and landing or stall the airport. Stall port? Yeah. It's still there. It is. It's a cra- and it's on, go, go, go Google Maps. 
just east of the transportation ticket center. It's called Stall Drive. Short takeoff and landing. And you see the old terminal building is still there. And basically, they just park a bunch of storage there. But there's a, a runway that still exists. Yeah, I've seen it. You and, can see it from the monorail. Yeah, yeah, like you said. And we should do we should do that someday. We should do Stolport versus the Disneyland helicopter pad. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, one still exists. And then uh, they said, which I have a hard time believing, is they have grooves in the runway that when the airplane lands, it plays when you wish upon a star. Oh, God. Oh, I just, apparently I just that's can't. gone now. Yeah, I think they, they, they said they got the rid of it. I just... Still have a hard time believing it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, so that I was think, 2023. That's absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, could you hear it over the jets? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're you're in a plane. You're in a small. It's a small plane, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's a small plane after all. <laughs> uh, so, do we have time to get into Tiki Room? <laughs> do we have time to get into? Tips and tricks of 2024, Dan. I think it's only appropriate. Well, I mean, Jason is going, and you know, you did all That's that a good work. Point. We owe it to how him. much work did you? Right. So what, well, what? How much work went into this? Okay, so have to Eric clip reached this out part and sent it to him separately because he's not going to listen to two hours of the show. That's a good point. <laughs> so uh, he reached out to me as a concierge, and he said, "My family and I are finally going back to Disneyland. They're going in January. I forget the exact dates, but as this comes out, they're probably in Anaheim." Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're still a little concerned about COVID and, and sickness, and that's certainly understandable. Yeah. So they wanted somewhere that they could stay that they wouldn't be breathing other people's air. Mm-hmm. Now, they're okay with lobbies because they can, um, you know, they can wear masks in the lobbies and that kind of thing. So I called, I think, 10 different properties around the resort based on various budgets and that sort of thing. I'd taken several tours of different hotels. I was in Anaheim. Um, and so I took it upon myself to go through some of the other hotels and mm-hmm. take some room tours and that sort of thing to find out what, you know, what would be the safest for their family. The, the perfect room um, for Jason and his family. For Jason is exactly right. the right. ideal situation. Okay. Uh, you know, you could stay in a, a VRBO, obviously you're only breathing your, your own air. So we looked into some of those. There's a residence in across the way. Um, the few others, I went to the Anaheim hotel. And they do have independent villas there, but I found that at the Anaheim Hotel, the air is independent of the units. So there's a, a window unit effectively pulling air from outside into mm-hmm. each unit. So I found the in the several buildings they have, I found the room that would be specifically uh, unique to their family. So it sounds like you so, actually put significantly more work into this booking than you do for any any for most people. That's, that's fair. He is our, you know, our parent podcast and right, all that stuff, right. and and the reason we are concierge supported. So uh, anyway, we found it, booked at the Anaheim Hotel. I got a specific room that uh, we isolated for them, and uh, we have the room number specifically booked the hotel. Spoke to the front desk and the management, and they have that flagged for their family. So that's the room they're going to get. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, so that's just, I mean, that would I put that effort into other families? Absolutely. Um, but you know, not every family has the same kind of limitations. So I wanted to make sure that Jason and his family were as comfortable as possible for their trip to Disneyland. Right. I uh, was able to get up at 3 a.m. Eastern time in order to get their dining reservations they preferred. Uh, we were able to get everything they wanted, which is good. We got, um, uh, we got of course, um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Blue Bayou. Um, we also, coincidentally, they also wanted um, 
Cafe Orleans. We did that as well. Mm. I got the um, the breakfast buffet over at Goofy's and Lamplight Lounge. So we were able to get all the wow. dining Blue reservations you, they want. Which is- Blue Bayou and Lamplight Lounge, I can tell you from experience, those are both very hard to get. Yep. So we were able to get those done. Um, anyway, I'm excited for them, excited for their trip. And, uh, it, you know, I'll be honest, it was worth it for a, a happy family who will enjoy their time at Disneyland for the first time in years. I'm excited for them. Right. right. A big homecoming. Yeah. So Presumably Jason, Disneyland is what started this podcast. Their love of Disneyland is what started this podcast. Oh, that's all. I yeah, that's true. That's true. I and mean, their hatred I, of I, Disneyland is what continues. Well, not this <laughs> podcast. The other one. The other one yes. that I'm on. Yes. No, but that, that is a good well, point. This, this network good. wouldn't exist if it weren't for the, uh, some would say one man's love for another man's vision. Disney, that's right. You know, and his friend Terrence and his, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, no longer on the show anyway. So I'm excited for them and uh, yeah, that's it. So Dan, let's, what are the, some tips and tricks for air, uh, for Jason? General, general things that, cause you know, it's been a while and if you're listening and it's been a while for you, these are just some things that I've observed. Some are insane, but true. Some are just kind of, <laughs> You know, not insane. Just like Jason. Yeah, exactly. Insane, but true. (laughs) And the the idea here is not so much for you to like take everything and use it all, but hear just some thoughts that, you know, you might want to go, oh, well, that's something to keep in mind. Generally, the first thing I thought of Pirates is going to be a Supreme show because they added uh, Lightning Lane to it because. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So that's official. That's official. I think it's going to be temporary How does because, because well, so okay. A couple of ways to think about it is uh, Splash Mountain's closed, so is uh, Haunted Mansion. So you have an entire right. section of that park with no Lightning Lane offering. So they need to have a Lightning Lane offering. They, of well, there's literally money. no way to reduce the cost of Lightning Lane to reflect that there are less things on it. Right. Right. <laughs> Literally no way. There's absolutely no <laughs> way. Impossible. <laughs> the lightning lane for Rancho del Zocalo. <laughs> right. So they are instead saying, well, look, there's one for pirates. Pirates has famously tried to have a lightning lane or f- fast pass. And yeah, didn't they do like w- basically either side of that staircase? They, like they tried to, they tried the to line? do a fast pass years ago when fast pass was, being aggressively expanded. And I'm almost certain the cast members just took a hammer and broke the machines because it was <laughs> ruining the ride. Um, it, everyone, everyone in op who works in that park, like on the ground knows you do not put <laughs> lightning lane on pirates of the Caribbean. There is no line that, that it, it that thing is hardly ever 40 minutes long at its most, it it consumes people. It is the gold standard of a high capacity ride. It's going to be on Lightning Lane. I I do understand why. I it's 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 silly, but it kind of I guess makes sense that like you can't have like a a dark place in the Lightning Lane map. I guess it makes sense, but it's going to turn that that part of the park into a very weird fuster cluck of congestion and emptiness. Um, just heads up. Um, general rope plan that I've, rope drop plan that I've found, uh, get Genie Plus immediately. Grab 
uh, uh, lightning lane for Indiana Jones because it will probably break down. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and Great if it tip. does, it works oh, every time. <laughs> yeah, and and if it does break down, guess what? You won because you get what I call the Martin Shkreli pass. Uh, you can look up that name and you'll find that it's hilarious. Um, but basically, you'll get a pass for that you can use at any time, and you can keep booking those lightning lanes for the broken ride, and it'll keep giving you those passes. So you grab a, a thing for Indiana Jones if it is open. You don't ride it. You switch it to something else that will probably break. Then the frequent breakers <laughs> are the Matterhorn, Roger Rabbit, and Thunder Mountain. Rise These of are resistance? funny tips, but they are true. <laughs> well, you got to pay for Rise of the Resistance. You Rise, can't yeah. get Lightning Lane by itself. You have to pay. You uh, Wait, for Rise? Yeah. Yeah, you have to pay for that. Okay. Um, um, so um, just real quick, you buy Lightning Lane the minute it's available. That is uh, technically midnight the day you're showing up. That's at Disneyland. You you get it. It's seven a.m. Well, when you're when you walk in the park, oh, you can't you have buy to it activate until you your walk ticket. In. Right, it's I different than those two. So often. Disney World, yeah, it's of so, course very very intuitive, Jimmy. And the reason you do that is nice. so that you open up that uh, that two hour window so that you can just keep stacking lightning lanes. By the way, if it's been a while since you've been. Uh, go on to YouTube, look up these things, stacking lightning lanes, uh, single rider lines, and virtual queuing. I want, I'm not going to bore you by going into it here, but those are very useful things to know about. Uh, but basically, if you just keep shopping for broken rides, don't use any lightning lanes until around 11 and just cruise on the things that don't have lightning lanes. These are things like Pirates, Jungle Cruise, Fantasyland. Anything that you want to see in Fantasyland, make sure you see it before 1030-ish. Uh, Alice is a good one to hit first because the line is going to get longer as the day progresses. And then following that with Snow White. Uh, and then after that, Pinocchio, Dumbo, they're kind of... Wait, why do I have Dumbo in here? Uh, you can get a little <laughs> short line on Dumbo sometimes in the sure. beginning part of the day, later part of the day as well. If you see Casey Jr. running with two trains, hop on it. It's not going to be a long wait. Uh, Mr. Toad, there's no line for Mr. Toad that is all that bad. Uh, also early in the day, you can hit the subs. Uh, the line for that is pretty short at the beginning of the day. Uh, interesting traffic pattern I've noticed is that uh, the east side of the park, so Tomorrowland, doesn't really get super busy until its ramp up is slower. So you have until about 11, 12, 1 until that hits the peak. Uh, the other side of the park is going to get really congested by 10. And that's because everyone goes to Rise of the Resistance or Indiana Jones. By the what way, about Mickey do, and Minnie? Mickey and Minnie, it, 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 the capacity is so huge, it generally doesn't have an impact. That line, yeah, that line does haul. Yeah, it's great. Um, never, ever, ever rope drop. DCA. Um, also, don't... <laughs> ro- <laughs> like because me? There's, because there's not much... So I can much, have breakfast? Well, if you're looking at it from that point of view, yeah, it's fine. But if you think about it, if you rope, rope drop DCA to like get the most use of your rope drop attraction time uh, guardians. Okay. But it's often down, but then there's really nothing else on that side of the park radiator Springs. Single unless rider. you're like the first one in there, it's still going to be a long wait because people are coming at it from all these different angles. And then 
you're you basically you're again stuck on this very specific part of the park, which means that you are your rope drop time gets consumed by a lot of just like needless detail stuff. And often Radiator <laughs> Springs is down when they first open. Same thing with uh, Rise of the Resistance and Indiana Jones. They're, they're, there's a really, really good chance that they're going to be down when you start rope dropping, which if they are, you're out like... you get. <laughs> so let's say, for example, you rope drop Rise of the Resistance. Okay, great. I'm going to go from, f- from Main Street through Frontierland into Galaxy's Edge, and then I discover that it's broken. I then have to go to a whole other part of the park. And then by that time, lines are already forming. You basically don't get a, a rope drop time unless you you don't get a rope drop time unless all of these things line up, it's open, and the crowd doesn't get ahead of you. They are bad bets. Is what I'm telling. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and same thing with DCA. If you think about rope dropping it, um, like where do you go? Everyone's going to this one side of the park. If you go to Soren, just the loading of it alone is going to eat up 30 minutes right. of your rope drop. Oh day. gosh, so, yeah. And if you have like, if you bought Genie Plus, then you can, all those things are going to be available on Genie Plus later in the day. Absolutely. That's my point is if you're getting, if you're getting Genie Plus, start with the things, first of all, start in Disneyland and start with, I prefer pirates. Um, But if you, if your family is into Fantasyland, go to Fantasyland first and just start racking up the lightning lanes to use later. Don't even think about using it (laughs) until you're and still until you start feeling the busyness of the park encroach. And then you have all these things lined up and it's really cool. Um, no such thing as a slow day or time anymore. Mm-hmm. This includes rain. So get rid of those oh, ideas. Wow. They do not exist. Uh, in fact, rain is possible. It used to be a great time to go. It's possibly the worst time to go now because it's filled with people who want to use their reservation and are afraid of, you know, changing it or whatever. And they don't know what to do because they're Southern Californians. They don't know how to deal with rain. So, <laughs> And famously, just, less things are open when it rains. Well, slightly less. But yeah, there are less things open. So you just see people like huddling under buildings sadly. And like they just, it's bad. It's bad. People are a mess. Um, I'm not saying don't go. I'm just saying it's not the same at all. Uh, stuff goes down a lot now. Um so, and if you see something that has been down, it might be Say worth something. hovering. Um, I've learned that for like rice specifically, if you ask how long it's been down and not when it's going to reopen, and then they say it's been down 45 minutes to an hour, maybe, maybe, maybe linger a little bit. Um, but yeah, things go down a lot. Uh, and new man, new line management procedures on top of everyone being on the app constantly means that a long wait on the app will usually mean a significantly shorter actual wait time by the time you get there and vice versa. If you see like, Oh, uh, Thunder mountain has a 10 minute wait by By the the time time you get there, there, unless you're right there, it's going to be at least a 40 minute wait. So that's a good point. Like the inverse is true. Right. So 
it's a good i it's a good way to see trends like okay well this is where this is going and uh but if it it's it's basically unreliable um so some upper limits we were talking about this before what i've kind of put together is unless it's a huge 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 crowd day the lines for most things most things will get down to around 30 minutes to 45 minutes if you just kind of wait for it uh, not everything, but generally speaking, if you see a line longer than these following things, <laughs> wait, <laughs> do not wait in the line, wait for it to change. And this is assuming you that you don't have uh genie plus. So if you see rise of the resistance, anything longer than half an, uh, longer than an hour, rather do not get in that line. It will probably get down to 45 minutes to an hour at some point during the day. Indiana Jones, you can usually see a 40 minute to 50 minute wait top throughout the day. I'm sorry. <laughs> it'll, it'll get higher, but a good sweet spot that it often settles in is 40 to 50 minutes. However, check the switchback area because if there's not a lot of people in that switchback area before you actually walk up to the temple itself, there's basically no line or it's basically a lightning lane because that's well, the mix yeah. point. Yeah. Cause everybody just kind of runs through the building itself these days. Right. So if you just see, you know, like a, maybe one switch back or, or, or so in that line and you see like 50 minute wait, not true. It's it, it, Indiana Jones is notoriously inaccurate for the wait times that they post. Uh, Peter Pan, always 30 minutes. If it's less, get on it. <laughs> it's 20 minutes, 29 minutes. You're riding that ride. Uh, Space Mountain, 45 minutes is kind of the lower limit that you'll find throughout the day. Uh, however, it does have single rider line. Um, Matterhorn is actually popular again or now, which is a weird thing because it's very unpleasant to a lot of people. But generally, <laughs> look for third 30 to 45 minutes. That's a good settling point that it'll eventually get to. Again, anything more than these times, it's either a super busy day or wait, don't go on it at that time. Thunder Mountain, usually 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, and Credicoaster, it dies down. It has, it has real peaks and valleys. So if you see it anything above a half an hour, do not wait in that line. It'll get down to 10 minutes easily. Oh, yeah. And that thing... That's another line that just just moves. Oh yeah, and it Even also has single rider lightning lane. Yeah, uh, Toy Story. Um, Thirty to forty five minutes usually is something you can experience throughout the day. Goofy Sky School again has single rider, but twenty five to thirty minutes you shouldn't wait in a line longer than that. More line I have things. To, I have to interject. Yeah, uh, listener Dan is not looking at his phone. He's not looking at a device. This I am off the dome, off of the top of his head. <laughs> no, wait, Dan, Thank you're not looking at the app, right? I'm looking at notes that I took. He's looking at notes. Okay, I just want I just want to point out as he's been saying these words, yeah. I've been on the app, and he is 100 accurate within five minutes. I'm telling you, <laughs> everything he's saying is 100. And I, by the way, it's 2:39 Pacific time on. <laughs> Sunday, January 7th, and everything he has said has been accurate, dead on balls accurate within uh -huh. five minutes. Uh-huh. No, I am. Um, so I, like I said in our chat, <laughs> I am glad that I no longer actively engage in 
this OCD part of my brain when I'm in the parks. <laughs> I have a lot more fun now when I'm able to just go with the flow. But I think a part of that is that instead of letting this part of my personality that is taking over currently take over those trips, I just kind of like tell it to shut up. <laughs> I think my point is rewind 10 minutes and write it all down. Because <laughs> he's, he's nailed your best, best touring plan. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for joining damned. us this week, Len Testa. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, other things to keep in mind, Jungle Cruise. Um, if you see a long line for the Jungle Cruise throughout the day, um, go to Knott's. <laughs> 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 or just, 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 for, just for fun. Yeah. Just for fun, Dan. Yeah. Uh, for reference. Okay. I'm not, uh, I'm not Jones, looking at our screen, not, not my notes. Not go notes. for it. Uh, Indiana Jones currently is listed at 50 minutes, five zero. Yeah. What is the jungle cruise? 25, 15. So close, but you know, (laughs) um, I'm going to stop quizzing you just in case. (laughs) No, no, go. Give me another one. All right. All right. All right. Um, Haunted Mansion is how long currently based on what I just said? 30. Higher. 40? 50. We can cut all this out. <laughs> um, no, this is real. Voyage is now 10. Oh, okay. Well, and they have a parade happening. No, no, they're done with, are they done with the, done with the parade? Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, point is, I'm, I have these problems. Uh, so Jungle Cruise, if you... <laughs> If the line isn't upstairs, you're good. No matter right. what the post time is, you're good. If it's not upstairs, you're good. If it's only in like the left half of upstairs, you're good. It doesn't matter what else it says. <laughs> if you see the entire upstairs full, do something else. Uh, Thunder I find Mountain. It fascinating that that Jungle Cruise has such a short line. At, is generally pretty accessible at Disneyland, and at Walt Disney World, it's always an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. That that, that is so weird, and to me, it's weird in the reverse, where it's like, wait, this is one of your most popular rides. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's a fine ride. Yeah, well, yeah, it's iconic, sense. and it's been there since the park opened. And there's too. never a giant line. I guess it's a longer ride, technically. I think it's just where it is geographically. Yeah, maybe. Huh. It's it's more viewable. I don't know. Uh, Thunder Mountain. No matter what the app says, look at the line around the area of uh, Rancho Zocolo, whatever that place is called. If you see like one switchback or whatever, you're good. If you see more than that, do something else. Um, Let's see some traffic patterns that I've spotted. East side of the park, like I said, is the last to get filled and the last to slow down. Um, Space Mountain single rider line opens around 11, 1130. Uh, Utopia don't ride it before 10 because they don't have full staffing before then. So you're waiting in literally a twice as long line. Uh, let's see. Everyone goes to galaxy's edge and or Indiana Jones first. Uh, if those are down, they will go either to thunder mountain or pirates. So just be aware of that. Uh, let's see. Indiana Jones standby <laughs> makes point. Matterhorn's gotten very popular. Oh, oh, parade and fireworks stuff. So I'm going to give you 
listener, mainly Jason, uh, some good places to think about for uh, seeing parades and fireworks. So imagine, if you will, you are walking through, uh, you're walking under the train track into Disneyland, into Main Street. Uh, see it, picture it. And on your, you're, you're walking, you're walking, on your right-hand side is the Disneyana shop. On your left-hand side, just behind you, is the, uh, the train station. And right in front of you is Walt's cart, by the way. Um, that spot right there, if you get there 15 minutes before the last parade of the day, you will have no problem seeing it perfectly. And you will not have to fight for any space because there's plenty of space and there's a ton of shade. Because it is a walkway up until the very moment that you get there 15 minutes before the parade starts. <laughs> if you rely on this, you will never have to wait for a parade longer than 15 minutes. It really only works for um, the last parade of the day because it starts right there on Main Street. So you're, you're, you're seeing it right when it starts. You're good. Yeah. Uh, and your exit strategy from there Go to California Adventure. <laughs> there you go. So go, you, go, you, go. You missed an important piece. You walk in, you go under the bridge under on the, the right bridge. hand side. Right. Not on the left. Did I do that again? Yeah, right hand side. Sorry. I get yeah, right and yeah, left. You, you, you ended up on the right hand side. Yeah, you yeah. just forgot the piece of going under the bridge on the right. Right. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, right and left are still <laughs> problematic for me. Uh, if you want to see the first parade of the day, this is less reliable and there's less shade, but let's imagine again, dig a few little picture. You are walking away from <clears> the <throat> Fantasyland train station and the bathrooms. You're walking towards It's a Small World. Um, that area by between like the between the two toy shops and by it's a small world. Um, that is kind of a similar thing. It also is a walkway up until the last minute. And if you get there 15 minutes or so before the first parade, same deal. It's just less luxurious because it's super, it's gross. There's lots of people <laughs> and it's, you know, there's no shade. Uh, fireworks. Now, is that, is that uh, when you're, you're looking at it's a small world, are mm-hmm. we waiting on the left or are we waiting on the right? Oh, 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 coming from Toontown. Coming from Toontown. Yeah, from that from, so from that side. So it would be the left-hand yeah, side you're of It's at, a Small if World. If you're looking at It's a Small World on the left, yeah, got it. Yeah. Between the two toy shops, you said that. Right. And Fantasyland Theater and all that. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, fireworks, uh, I've... I've never not done this, and it has worked every time, if they have the fireworks. If you get... To the spot around Main Street Cinema, between Main Street Cinema and the Crystal Arcade, that area there, get there 10, 15 minutes before the fireworks, you're good. You'll see all the projections, all the projections, all the fireworks, and you don't have to deal with the insane people that wait in front of the camera. <laughs> what about watching like, the fireworks in front of uh, It's a Small World or on the island, Tom Sawyer's Island? That's Those are fine ideas, but for me, I, pr- I prefer having the, like, full because they you know they have stuff that goes off on the castle right so that way you get all the fireworks that happen on the castle and you get the full like picture the panoramic thing of like oh this relates to all of the the things like things relate to the castle in the show so that way you Mm -hmm. get all of that without having to deal with the tomfoolery of the castle people um 
You can also see the fireworks from Galaxy's Edge. And oh. oh yeah, Galaxy's Edge, by the way, traffic patterns have shown that people tend to go there early and it gets progressively more ignored starting around three o'clock or so. It's just, it ramps down. So if you're just a crowd avoider, then go there at like four and Toontown go during a parade, but you're going to have trouble getting out. But mm. as long as you know, and you can like arm yourself <laughs> <laughs> with a stroller yeah yeah so those are just general things i've been very awesome. curious about i think what this comes from is going back after the pandemic and also going back for the first time as a pass holder when i went back in 2019 i think or whatever i was i i was very i felt very ill-equipped to have all of those old tools and I was like, okay, well, what's what's current? What do I know now? And now that I, there's been a couple years of seeing how these things work, these are just some things that I've noticed. That's awesome. Some of the best advice I think I've heard. Well, I think very you. very detailed. Yeah, just a very quick well one. Very well done. Oh yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eric, you'll have to share this segment with Jason so he's well equipped to go with his family. Yeah, I'll clip it out and send it over to him, and there we go. All right. Make sure to point it out when you record on Thursday. Yes. Hey, we recorded a whole thing for you, buddy. There you go. And speaking Counts of recording, difference. Speaking of recording, uh, there are other shows that are recorded on our network. Nice. nice. <laughs> wow. Nice. Master of the segue. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> these shows include. PewDiePod, which I still think is about them talking about small things, but I've heard that it is actually about <laughs> Marvel movies. Uh, there is also which box office getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> there's also uh, Milk Milk Lemonade around the corner. Bounce Milk. You can listen to them mm -hmm. from their trailer. Uh, there's also a show called Ears Up, featuring a person called Jason who will be going to Disneyland soon. Hello, mm -hmm. Jason. Um, there's also Ears Up in depth which I have nothing but good things to say about. Uh, we, we, uh, we can, uh, if you want to contact us, you can do so. Oh, hey, hey listen to Bowie Splaining too, by the Scraping way. Scraping the Vault. Oh, that's Scraping the Vault. Sorry. Yeah, uh, not on the network, but listen to Bowie Splaining. Right. What's oh, the uh, Scraping the Vault January special? Oh, that's right. We are going to be watching Labyrinth for Scraping the Vault featuring Crossover Eric event with, with uh, Bowie Splaining. Yes. Um, fans By the of way, me. has has Jason called you? Uh, he wants he wants to do a crossover show with Scraping the Vault and Ears Up. He, oh, he does. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I can't remember when he scheduled it for, but we talked. We were doing the show plan for the year. For, oh. We did like half the year plan on Wednesday or Thursday. What's that like? We have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of great because I look at it and I go, "Wow, I don't really have to do a whole lot for this show." <laughs> yeah. Well, so he told you there's going to be a scraping the vault crossover with ears up, and we don't know about it. <laughs> he hasn't contacted you yet. No, no, nope. I no, guess. Great. All right. Well, we'll we'll Excellent. cross that bridge when we get to it. A day at Disneyland. Ooh, Dan. A day at Disneyland. <laughs> oh my god, that would be wonderful. <laughs> That's what good. I want. There uh, you go. If you want to contact us, you can try to email Jimmy at his. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no, and, uh, what's your concierge? Jhund at concierge.com. There we go. And Eric, what, what do you want? What do you Eric want Pod D, as in the doctorate of pod. 
no, nice. on Instagram. It's about right. Uh, you can it used to be uh, farm D, but you know my my email address is dan at earsup-podcast.com. I don't check it, so um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just join our Facebook group at Instagram. Yeah, Facebook group. Yeah, our Facebook group. Uh, it's the Supreme Resort group on Facebook. That's kind of you know truth in advertising. Concierge exists. We talked about that. Um, anything more about concierge? Uh, I think we nailed it. Okay. Eight, five, six, uh, the, the work that we put in for Jason. Yep. There you go. And if you would like them to put in work for you, that is the number to call. I said it. Not going to say it again. I'm lying. Mm. Eight, five, six, our ears. Uh, and I guess court is adjourned. Question. Nice. Be good to each other. That too, fresh baked. See in the parks. See, I, I used this one because he we did the knots stuff two hours ago. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's right. Hey, two remember two hours ago, ago when we talked about Knott's Berry Farm? Barely. <laughs> My wife texted me and said, "Not rushing you, but when are you done?" <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> this was good. I think it was great. I loved it. I'd listen. And listener, if you want to know what it's like, to, what it was like to visit the D- Disneyland with me, like when I was 16 years old, just take that last bit with me rattling off facts and figures, put it on a loop, yeah. <laughs> and play it while you're in the park. That's what <laughs> and then do, do follow the weird guy. <laughs> yeah.